Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, along with my co-host Kendra Petroni. Today is September 11th. It is the 21st anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. This morning, we are honored to speak with one local woman who was directly impacted and whose family was forever changed on this day. We are talking with Peg Oganowski-Hatch, the widow of John Oganowski. John was the pilot for American Airlines Flight 11 and tragically lost his life along with thousands of others that day. We are going to hear from Peg about her family's experience, how she and her three daughters have continued to keep John's memory alive, and the new joys that have come into her life. Peg is emceeing the annual Mass 9-11 commemoration today at the State House, where, of course, they'll be paying tribute to the first responders and 14 flight crew members from Massachusetts who were lost on this day 21 years ago. Good morning, Peg. Thanks so much for taking some time to be with us today. We appreciate it. Good morning, Sue and Kendra. Happy to be here. Peg, I know today is a day that all of us will remember, but for your family, I imagine every day is a hard reminder. How does your family handle this day? Um, In various ways. Um, I have been a regular attendee at the Massachusetts 9-11 Fund commemoration. Um, I'm on the board Um, Most of my daughters have joined me at one time or another, depending on what is going on in their lives and where they are. Um, This year, my daughter Caroline, who has recently over the last year moved from Washington, D.C., where she would attend the Pentagon uh, commemoration. She has since changed jobs and moved to Newport, Rhode Island. And she will be joining me at the commemoration at the State House. My other two daughters, one lives in San Diego, the other is visiting in San Diego, and they will join the commemoration on the USS Midway with some flight attendants out there as well. So lots of different ways, but I'm generally at the Massachusetts 9-11 Fund commemoration. Hey, what can you share with us about John? Obviously, most of us did not know him. We know of him. Uh, what can you tell us about him as a person, a friend, a husband, a, a father? Um, he was um, reserved, but could be very wickedly funny, which my daughter Mary has inherited from him. Uh, I think most people know by now that he was 
captain that day of American Airlines Flight 11, but he was also uh, a full-time farmer. And I mean, serious farming, heavy, heavy lifting (laughs) and that sort of thing. And um, he was generally a a happy guy, Um, very productive man, very, very productive. So yeah, it was, was just a terrible loss. Peg, I know you mentioned your your three daughters. Uh, they were teenagers when they lost their dad on 9-11. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like for them and also for you? I mean, you instantly became a single parent. I can't even begin to imagine, you know, the overwhelming heartache and the stress that you faced. How did you all manage that? Um, well, they weren't quite all teenagers. Mary was only 11. Uh, Caroline was 14. Laura was 16. Um I felt particularly bad for them. I had not lost a parent until actually only over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And here they were very young, losing their father. Caroline especially had just left parochial school, grades one through eight, to go to a, a Catholic high school that drew from some 30 schools. And if you can remember being in your first week of high school, mm. you just want to kind of hide, figure out who you are, mm-hmm. be quiet, stay low profile, get to know people. And here it was the first week of school and everybody knew who these girls mm-hmm. were. That was yeah. kind of a big thing. Luckily their school, Bishop Girton and now. Ashwood, New Hampshire, were wonderful and rallied around them. Um, And Mary was at a much smaller school. They rallied around her. And as for myself, um, having three daughters, and I'm not sure where you all are with your children, but um, three young girls, the world kind of revolves around them, even Mm -hmm. though they just suffered a tragedy. It Mm -hmm. quickly came back to, oh, what do I need to do for school? And we're having a dress down day and things like that. And they became like a hurricane, like a vortex. Mm -hmm. And they just sucked me in and didn't spit me out for about six or seven years. So it was, it was hectic three kids going to a school, sometimes three trips a day over to that school. Life filled in. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a tremendous amount of time to say, woe is me. And and I will say something that um, John and I did that made the transition easier. And I would so highly recommend this to any young couple. Make sure your stuff is in order. Mm. trust insurance when you have something hit you that is completely unexpected and you can turn to your children and say yes we can stay in our home you can continue to go to the same school Mm -hmm. there is nothing more stabilizing than that and we had that so that was really a helpful way to be able to move forward Peg, I know you live in Drake. Do you still live in the in the the home where where the farm is? Yes, we do. And it's still an active farm. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the farm is very active. You know, people have asked me, "How did I? How have I managed to continue with a farm?" That mm-hmm. is a very one wonderful person. My brother in law Jim 
came to me within two days of 9-11 and said, would you like me to take over the farm? It's 140 wow. acres. It's, it's a heavy lift. There's a lot of work here. John did it as a full-time airline pilot. And Jim did it as a full-time um, lieutenant wow. colonel in the Air National Guard. He's since uh, retired, wow. but he has um, operated the farm continually for 21 years now and seamlessly. He does everything. Wow. And it's, it's a beautiful property. It's mostly large hay fields. We have 150 peach trees, 300 blueberry bushes, at this time of year, Jim has opened uh, a farm stand up at his parents' house, which is on a main road, where he sells pumpkins and mums and corn stalks wow. for fall decorating. So he's kept it going as a full-time enterprise and really relieved me of having to deal with it because I do not have a farming background and I really don't know what I would have done without him stepping up. Again, Peg, it was a nice continuity for the girls. You know, they, <laughs> it wasn't like their whole life changed, even though they could stay in their own home. The farm mm-hmm. kept operating just as it would if, if, if dad was there. So I think that that was probably really um, good for your girls, I would imagine. It was. It, he also provided one other service that John always provided for the girls. And that was help with all of their math homework, because that wasn't <laughs> my thing. I could do history. I could do dangling participle. <laughs> they started getting into the calculus. Not my thing. My husband, John, was uh, very good at all that. And Uncle Jim is as well. So that was another continuity that he provided. I'm not good at the math either. And my daughter's 12. She's my oldest. And when she comes to me for, for the help, I'm not, I'm not the math person in the family either. So I, I well, feel that I feel the math struggle. 12, I think I could still manage, but when they started getting into trig and calc, yeah, yeah. And, uh, all of that, you know, it's a little out of my uh, venue. It's time. Well, if you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7, and we're talking with Peg Oganowski-Hatch. She's the widow of John Oganowski, who was the captain of American Airlines Flight 11, the first plane to hit the World Trade Center on September 11th. We're talking with Peg about how she and her three daughters have preserved John's memory and learned to move on from the tragedy. Let's get back to our conversation. Peg, you've lived in the town of Dracut for a long time, and I know the town really rallied for your family. They've dedicated a square in John's memory. They've installed a piece of the World Trade Center steel right outside the fire station to remind people about the lives that were lost that day. What has it meant to you and your family to see such support and love from your community? And how did that help your family get through such a tough time and still today? Well, the Okanowskis have a very long history in Dracut, over 100 years The community did rally around us and continues to. Um, It it was always wonderful to be supported by the community. Everyone knew who John was. And even though I had been living there for a little while, you know, you don't get as ensconced in a community if your children aren't in school Mm -hmm. there. And we did choose to send them to the Catholic schools. So uh, I did get to know some people more through my church. And um, as it stands now, all these years later, there's always ceremonies on Memorial Day and September 11th. 
And um, this year, let me tell you about what they're doing. There's two farms in Drinket, Sasia Farm and Farmer Dave's. Mm-hmm. And they're both on Parker Road in Drakett. And they will be giving some of the proceeds from their sale, from the sale of their um, stock produce this Sunday and Saturday um, to um, the Drakett Food Pantry because they both help out. And this is conjunction with St. Francis Church. They help out incredibly with food insecurity. So um, both those businesses will be having all kinds of events Saturday and Sunday to honor John. So it continues. It continues to this day. I'm thankful to uh, Sasia Farm and Farmer, Farmer Dave for what they do for people who are so much less fortunate that they can't even stop their pantry. Peg, as moms, I think, you know, we often feel like we have to be the strong ones. We have to be the leaders in the face of any sort of challenge or, or tragedy. Um, talk about maybe what you've learned about the way you've been able to get through this and maybe what you've learned from, from your girls. Um, well, I think I was raised by strong parents. Every family has their problems, their issues, their tragedies. And I was brought up with the idea that this too shall pass and that we can get through anything, you know, with support, with family, with love. And I think that's just the spirit we've gone on. And, you know, we've had a couple of dips here and there, but I think we continued on like any other family, except with a little bit of extraordinary history. Mm-hmm. And of course, we we continue to miss John. We'll always miss him. I remember after my youngest Mary's college graduation, well, then and going on to the two older girls got graduate degrees as I sat at each graduation and thought, you've missed them all. And the weddings haven't started yet. I'm sure they will someday. And that'll be another big milestone that he's just not there. And that's it's hard. It, it is. It is hard. Yeah. But I always remind the girls, in spite of the fact that they lost their father in an incredibly tragic uh, historic event, said lots of kids lose a parent and they managed to go on to remember. Right. That luckily, they were all old enough to remember him well and we have videotapes and things like that Mm. where I I got to know a lot of the other families and some of the children were too young or in the case um, like one woman um, Patty Quigley uh, who lives in Wellesley she gave birth a month after 9-11 that's right imagine Mm. can you imagine no no I can't and it I, I just listening to you talk about about that and about watching videotapes and, and looking at pictures and being able to keep his memory alive. That's how we can do it for the ones that, that we lose. And I, I, I can't even imagine, you know, what your, your family has gone through, but it's, it's just amazing. It's just amazing to see your strength through all of this. And, you know, we mentioned it earlier, but today is the annual commemoration being nine 11 for the mass nine 11 fund where we remember and honor the lives of the first responders and the crew members from Massachusetts who were lost on that day. Uh, you were emceeing the event today. It's invitation only, but everyone can live stream it online at massfund.org. Can you talk a little bit about this event 
and what it means to you and what people can expect to see and maybe talk a little bit about the scholarships that will be handed out as well. The event has always been near and dear to my heart. It's done with um, great solemnity and um, beautiful music. We have some incredible videos, but the beauty of today and why I was particularly asked to MC is today is the day we're going to honor the crew members mm-hmm. that I think in many ways were overlooked. They mm-hmm. were the first responders and yeah. a lot of them were on board. And we know this doing a tremendous amount to aid passengers who were injured mm-hmm. to, um, to people in particular, Betty Ong mm-hmm. and uh, Madeline, Amy Sweeney were able to make phone calls to ground and, we're really able to let the ground know and ultimately flights like 93, that right. these were terrorists, they were hijacking the airplane. And ultimately we knew they weren't looking for ransom or to land the airplanes, right. which is what, as, as I was in the end, um, 32 years with American airlines as a crew member myself, um, our training up to that point had been land the airplane mm-hmm. and that wasn't going to happen this time so the crew members were the first responders today we get to really honor them for the first time there'll be a lot of crew members on videotape they'll also be there in, in person and um, I feel very good about that because I not only lost my husband that day I lost a slew of co-workers people I had worked mm-hmm. with a tremendous amount and um you know, you know how you get close to your mm-hmm. fellow workers. Well, can you imagine like going on two and three day trips with them multiple times a month and touring with them and dining with them and you get super, super close. Sure. It's, it's an intimate relationship, I right. would imagine. Very, yeah. very, intimate, very intimate. Some mm-hmm. of us spend more time with crew members than we did with our mm-hmm. staff. So yeah. um, I'm very, very happy to be able to honor them today. Peg, um, talk a little bit about what your life looks like today. Um, you know, how you've sort of um, reimagined life and, and, and found joy again. Um, you know, uh, things are great. Uh, three girls are um, fully functioning adults out in the world, earning their living, living the life. And um, I remarried in 2010, met a wonderful man. Um, He wasn't far away, Nashua, New Hampshire. We have a lot in common. We like to travel. We both like to golf. Uh, We like spending time here at Whitegate Farm. It's a beautiful property and just uh, very enjoyable. I'm at a good, good spot in life. As I said, you know, you get to a point where the kids are in a good spot. You have your partner and Oh, I look back and, and remember sadly, but 21 years does take away the edge. Mm. You, know, you never, you never get over it. This, the expression is you get on with life and that's what sure. we've all done. Peg, who have been some of the strong role models in, in your life or through this journey? Some of the people that have really supported you and, and gotten you through this. Oh, well, my mother, um, who I lost her in February at the age of 96. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Always kept track 
of her along with the queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've oh. lost two queens this year. Two queens. Oh. And, um, and my, my friends, my children have, we've buoyed each other. Um, my large extended family, I have five brothers. John had uh, many brothers and sisters. We've all remained close. Every one of John's family was at my wedding to Bill. So we've remained. Oh, a that's wonderful. Bunch. And that's who I've relied on. I didn't mention my dad as well. He was also wonderful. Just strong family, strong friendships. You rely on them. We're almost out of time, Peg, but I, I want to ask, you know, if you had to think about like the great lesson that you've learned through the, through the journey that you've taken, the an unexpected life journey, we all have them. Yours was sort of a major detour. What, what is the great lesson that maybe you took away from all of this? I'd have to say it just goes with the very old expression that this too shall pass. We have all gone through things in our life that perhaps we didn't think we would recover from. But if you just give it time and keep on pedaling and keep on going and keep your head up, um, trust your friends, trust in your faith. Another day dawns, you put one foot in front of another and then another and then another. And before you know it, the years have passed and you've made it. It's the only way I can describe it. I I feel like that's Mm -hmm. my journey. Just keep going. Well, we are, I think, out of time, unbelievably. But we want to thank you so much, Peg, for being in the spotlight today. You know, we know it's a hard day for your family, but we also know that every day is a reminder and we appreciate you sharing your personal story and also the work you do to honor your husband and all the victims mm-hmm. and families that were impacted. Uh, we appreciate your openness and your thoughtful perspective. So we really want to thank you from the bottom of our heart. Well, you're very welcome, and I'm glad to share it and hope maybe somebody else going through a hard time will know that if you just keep going, you will get past it. Thank you so much, Peg. We really, we do appreciate you sharing it, sharing your story with us today. Thank you. You're very welcome. We talk with celebrities and CEOs, but we're also interested in talking with your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Go to magic1067.com and email us if you have someone you'd like us to feature on our show. And you can follow us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 